you are listening to the Short Combos Podcast. Yo, dude. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Short Combos. I'm JC Cashman, aka uh, Warrior of Light. As Mirali, uh, available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others that I've never even heard of. So you can get us anywhere. If you need to listen to us, you can listen to us. How are we, sir? I can hear birds. That sounds nice. You've got background sounds. Yes, I brought the authenticity <laughs> of life. Uh, yeah, it's just birds and rain. Nature's coming in. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard birds and rain at the same time. Yes. Uh, that I sounds like an uh, album name. Yeah, birds and rain. <laughs> 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 I've just woken up actually. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have an unintentional power nap. Uh, this never happens. Uh, I was uh, reading uh, Poppy and uh, I must just lay down and I woke up about half an hour later. And I've been reflecting a bit. <laughs> yeah, so if I'm a bit spaced out, that, that's going to be what. Do you ever have it when you, or do you ever have a nap? No, you don't sleep. So, but You've just explain uh, my sleep patterns. I just, my head goes down and then I go, yeah. oh, I just had some sleep. <laughs> that's my entire, that's my sleep pattern all the time. <laughs> so, so I feel really, I feel really, it's the only way of sort of explaining it, I feel a bit pissed. It's like when I ever <laughs> sleep during the day, I don't normally drink during the week, but I feel like a bit drunk right now uh, in a nice, nice kind of way. So, yeah, that, that's how I am. I, I've realised this week I've, uh, I've been doing a little bit of reflecting and uh, I think each week I've said about how I don't say I'm tired. Uh, I think I, I'm probably training harder uh, than I have done for some time. And I think the reason I've not been training as hard as I train right now is because I don't have the recovery time uh, the, because of what life you know involves right now with family and everything. Uh, so yeah, that, that's where I'm at. Where are you at? I'm, I'm good. I'm all right. Everything is running steady, if albeit a bit muffled is what the word I would use for what things uh, are like at the minute. A little bit like the, the noise of things when you're underwater. And I don't yeah. really know why or anything like that. But at the minute, I'm just a little bit like, mum, 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 mum. Uh, that's what the world is like. I get the feeling it's because there's a lot going on at the minute in the world. And it's all like a bit overloading. And then at some point, it just becomes distorted. Like you can't actually pick out what you're trying to listen to anymore. So yeah. Uh, every, I feel a bit overloaded with, with just everything that's going on in the world at the minute. Uh, and I guess my, to protect myself, my brain's kind of switching off. Uh, <laughs> you don't need none it. of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, muting it out. I'm on the uh, uh, emotional roller coaster again. I, uh, again, reflecting on things. At the start of this whole COVID-19, uh, I think I, I mentioned it to you. With, uh, one was on a real uh, emotional roller coaster, literally hour by hour sometimes, but definitely day by day. Uh, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, sometimes you're in between. And yeah. uh, Daisy, our middle daughter, went back to school. We chose for her, you know, uh, weighed up the pros and cons. And she's at a, a small school, they 
got it all under a lot of control and decided to uh, let her go back to school. And uh, I picked her up yesterday and there was almost a moment of normality when I mm. walked out of the school. So we said we did all the social visits, all of that. And then as we walked out of school, there was a motion, uh, there was a moment of uh, normality. And uh, I got hit with a bit of emotion. And it's like you've almost got used to how it is now. And we're now going back to things like, you know, you're seeing workplaces and different places open. Lauren went to see uh, her family, uh, you know, distance meeting in the garden and like her niece, our niece was jumping up and down like super excited and she got all the emotional. So yeah, I'm finding that. I don't know if you, you've had that yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. Seeing, being able to meet with family in groups has, it's, you know, it's refreshing, which is a bizarre thing to say about meeting with your family. Uh, that shouldn't be refreshing, but that's what, what it is. The other day, Anne went out and met, uh, met someone and it meant she was out for the whole day. And we haven't actually had a whole day apart from each other since this thing has started because there's just, we've not had anywhere to go really. Uh, and that in itself was like, it's not like, you know, I wanted to get rid of her, but it was very strange having that much of just my own space even if it was still being at home. So yeah, I, yeah, all these new, it's like new experiences, but not new, kind of new but old stuff. Coming did you back. go a whole day without being fed then? Yeah, I did, I was starving. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I reckon that might have happened to me today, actually. I, I haven't eaten, I've just been that busy. You know when you talk on the phone a lot and uh, yeah. you don't have time to eat? Uh, I haven't eaten today, so I think I just hit a point and my body went, nah, mate. <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> you know. uh, I, I had a few things I was going to catch up with you on uh, this week. Uh, I hope we get to them. If not, we can postpone to the uh, next time. But I wrote this one down, or didn't even have to write it down. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Because it's very, like you said, there's a lot going on in the world at the moment. And uh, to make it very, very clear, uh, I am anti-racist. Uh, and I grew up uh, with uh, black called that, uh, people in my life from a very young age. Uh, a lot of my role models, a lot of my really close friends are black people. Uh, yeah. people all, all race and different colours uh, so yeah to I know for some people they might not mix in those circles as much especially in the suburban world we live in in England at times and things like that but uh, it, it's just a complete norm for me to be be you know multicultural with someone and this all came up and uh, our eldest daughter, Cece, it's really gripped her uh, emotionally. She's very emotionally attached with what's happened and everything else. And Lauren and I had quite a uh, deep, meaningful conversation yesterday about it all. And to be honest, with what's happened, like I didn't know the full story. I don't listen to news. And uh, so I don't know the full story. So there's a bit of ignorance that went on. But I spoke to Lauren yesterday, so she filled me in a bit more of this story. Obviously, I heard about 
uh, were what happened via, you know, you can't help but hear these sort of things, but I didn't know the full story, so, or, or what the media and everything is giving. Uh, but in particular, I didn't, I'm, I'm very outspoken in a sense on social media. I do a lot of social media stuff with the club and, you know, via this now and my own thing, uh, but I didn't know what to say. If that makes sense, I didn't know how to pro uh, to approach it. I didn't know did I should I say something? Should I stand up? Should I post something uh, without uh, being uh, discriminating or does that make any sense at all? I, I was a little bit confused by it all, and I, I still am to a degree. So yeah, I want to see your your side of it. Yeah, very understandable. My sister uh, is. I would say almost an activist in terms of how involved she is with, with uh, black rights and all the rest of it. Uh, and she's been, has always been kind of my anchor for stuff like this. If I'm ever unsure on anything like that, she's the person I turn to first. Is that yeah, right? so she, yeah, she, she, she always is the, the light for it. Uh, a book she recommended me, and I've been rereading it, but I've read it before, is this one. And it's called Why, I no longer talk, uh, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. Uh, and it sounds very provocative, but I think that's just the title. Uh, it's actually just a really good education book if you really just have, if you're very new to it all, and you just, it's not a very big book. Uh, and it's very, very easy to understand. It, it kind of gives a lot of info. Uh, with what's happened recently, I had a whole thing where I posted, because there's the whole Blackout Tuesday. Yeah. And I posted it, and I posted it along with the hashtag Black Lives Matter. Uh, and I actually had an organizer who, one of the people who set up Blackout Tuesday, got in contact with me and asked me to edit my post to remove Black Lives Matter. Because apparently it was it's kind of confusing the message uh, and it's not allowing what they were trying to do to get out clearly. So then uh, I very quickly and very instantly felt very guilty because I felt like I was being ignorant in my posting that I posted without the appropriate level of knowledge. Uh, and then I, in that sense, I then felt I was being insincere. So I edited it as requested. And then the next moment, I've seen a post from Black Lives Matter who said, please remove your black squares. Don't do that. Do this. Share information. Share uh, positive outcries. Share your experience. Of... And then I saw another thing and another thing and another thing. And, I was... and this was what I was talking about earlier about the muffledness. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh, I know what my heart tells me I should do and how I should behave. Uh, but it's being pulled in a lot of directions. And I think we're at such an emotional time and some very serious and scary stuff has happened. I think a lot of people are experiencing that. I don't know if that's what you mean in terms of your... Yeah, I, yeah, I think that sums it up completely. I think uh, I've, I've struggled with the moment. I've struggled with... Yeah. I feel like I should say something. I want to be a part of something positive that's a change that's gonna that's what i seem to think i get that needs to happen you know we need to stop what is happening from happening uh, but i don't know how i support that and to the point that i don't know what the rallies are for the i i kind of someone explained to me and i don't know i can't explain it myself why the uh riots and things like that happening not to they weren't condoning they weren't uh saying it was a good thing they they were just explaining why it was happening 
happening, why the riots are happening. And uh, I don't feel like I want to go and riot, uh, but should I be going out? What, what good is all of the activists doing at the end of the day? What, what change can you make? Uh, immediately, I suppose my default, Lauren says, is I, I always want to fix it. Uh, in our relationship in with the girls where we've worked with anything I always want to fix things that's my that's my immediate uh, default and I don't think there's an immediate fix to this yeah I, there is no quick fix this is the thing that I've been taking away from it is because I am exactly what you said at the start I am in no way racist I am against racism I have grown up with black friends I've had a black girlfriend. I've, you know, I, I the furthest thing from it. But what it appears now is that, that that's not enough anymore. It's not enough for us not to be racist. We have to actually actively go after people who are and either educate them, change their mind, or stop them from doing what's happening, which is the killing of people based upon their race. So it's not good enough anymore. It doesn't seem to be, and I, I think I agree with this. It's not good enough to just say, well, I'm not racist uh, and my kids won't be racist. So I can almost wipe my hands of it. Not that you're saying that or I'm saying that, but I think that's the thing that people seem to be taking away from it at the moment is that we need to do more. And I think these riots are a real reaction to that of, we don't exactly know what we need to do or people don't know what they need to do, but they know they need to, there needs to be action. There needs to be something happens that shakes the foundation of, of our society to change the way we behave because this keeps happening. People keep dying. Uh, these race crimes keep happening. Yeah. Lauren uh, mentioned something again, I can't quote it properly, but she mentioned, which uh, I found quite uh, interesting, helped me sort of think about it as well. Uh, this guy talking about a race, so let's say we're all in a race at the moment, and he had a group of people, say in a sports hall, uh, from all different walks, like, let, let's just say a college, you know, your usual college, and he had them all lined up, and he said, all right, this is the race that we're all in right now. And he started firing out questions, he said, Okay, I think the first question was like, are you from a split family? If not, walk forward. Uh, do you have X, Y, and Z? Uh, if you have, walk forward. And basically, he got to a point, he said, okay, this is the start of the race now. And at the front, just by pure statistics, it was a statistical exercise, just by pure statistics of uh, what... I suppose man's or human's uh, history is about the the majority of black people were at the back. Uh, they were further back. His point was, uh, whether you like it or not, that's where we are all at. So you at the front, you white man at the front, it doesn't make you any better or any different or you shouldn't be feeling guilty or anything. It's just where you are positioned to, to other people. And yeah, I found that that quite a soothing kind of reflection. It's like don't feel guilty for where because you can't like you you can't be responsible for being born uh, a you know a lucky person. Likewise, you can't be responsible for being born in a reflective unlucky. Am I making any sense with any of that? Yeah, yeah, completely. It's. It's really tricky, but it's a double-edged sword because 
when you are privileged like that, the biggest issue is that you don't know you're privileged like that. You don't, you're not, you don't see it now in society. You don't, there's not a case of me and a black guy go into a shop and he'll go, you can be served first and then I'll serve you. That doesn't happen. There will be moments in our lives as white men where we will, we will benefit from being white men but we won't know that we've benefited from it. And there will be moments for black men or black women where they will suffer on account of their skin color and they probably will know it uh, and they will recognize that that's what happens to them. I have a friend who's been pulled over multiple times, lovely guy, we both got our driving license about the same time, we both drove one liter little hatchback cars We both drove the same over the speed limit, nothing ridiculous, but how young people drive when they first get their licenses. I have been pulled over maybe once ever for that kind of stuff. He got pulled over every other week, all the time. Uh, And, you know, they obviously never say it, uh, but he was just acutely aware of it. And I became acutely aware of it in that situation because I could see the parallels. We lived in the same area, we worked in the same bar at the time. So we were leaving and coming from the same places. It would be the same police officers who would see him and see me, and there would be a different choice of response. Yeah, what, yeah but what, it's like, what can I do about that? What I think has happened is woken me up a little bit. I, what I think has happened is I've gone through my life accepting colour. Let's call it, if, is that, I don't know if I'm using it, again, I don't want to use the wrong terminology, but I've accepted, accept it it hasn't even come into my brain uh that you should have a problem with someone of a different race or a different color or because they uh like the same sex or they like or whatever it is it doesn't it doesn't even come into my mind and i'm i think i'm being a bit ignorant to the fact that there are problems still in this way well you know probably the worst problems are based on that still and it's like this has woken me up to it and thought i've never really thought about that and how i am involved with that as such so yeah and it, it kind of, i did actually write this down uh to to sort of bring up but in a different context which kind of brings it in uh to this is with all of these things uh, I can remember at school, we were doing an English exercise, looking back. Uh, for some reason, it's probably my, one of my only positive memories of English at school. Uh, I don't even know if it's a positive memory. And the teacher was trying to create a debate. So looking back, I, I didn't get what they were trying to do, but they were trying to create a debate. So you have an opinion, you have a, an opinion, and debate over it. And all I kept doing was saying, well, it's my choice and I respect your choice. And that's all I kept saying. You can say whatever you want, but I respect it. And I, I have my choice. And I suppose it comes back to be looking at that man in the mirror. And I suppose is that a politically incorrect song <laughs> uh, or relevant song, uh, the man in the mirror. I, I suppose that's how I lead my life is I, I don't go out my way to change other people in a sense, so I, I suppose it's a, a leadership thing, skill maybe is the wrong word that I use, or I lead by example, I, I, I change myself rather than changing you, and you follow what 
I lead. Not again back to this, not trying to get on a pedestal or anything, but if there's something that needs to change, I'll change myself first. Again, making any sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And again, like I'm just trying to play devil's advocate for the other side of it, just from I've had these exact conversations again with my sister and through reading some of these books, is that the, the exact same thing is happening with bad people. So there are bad people who are living by example and raising the next generation to basically do the same thing. So if all being the same and everyone leads by example, nothing changes. And that's the problem is we don't we don't get anywhere with it, because although you are shining a light and people who see the light uh, turn to it and it's great. There are a lot of people that are shining something very different and very poisonous. And there are people who are turning to that. And it's, it's a case of if we all just do what we feel is right, the problem is that some of us feel some really messed up stuff. Some of us feel some pretty fucked up shit that really should not be shared and it should not be uh, spread. And then, but then you're onto the whole freedom I, of speech. I, I'm going to have to say, in case anyone's watching the video, I'm starting to smirk a bit there, which is wrong. But I just think that's a really good title, Fucked Up Shit. <laughs> just just uh, that's what's making me smirk. So yeah, uh, back back to yeah, no, back to the seriousness. Uh, no, but that, yeah, you know, and that's that's a hard part as well because it's right, so you, serious and it's. You're oh. giving me more questions now. So <laughs> I, I, I've tried to summarise and move on by saying, I just get myself in the mirror and say, I'm wonderful and I'm going to carry on with that. You turn around and said, yeah, you're shining that bright light. And now I've got another bright light over there, but it's a different kind of light. Uh, isn't it, in my opinion, it's like Hitler shone a light, uh, but that was wrong. <laughs> what, no matter what anyone says, I think there's fundamental truths, and that was wrong what that man did. But a lot of people followed that light. So there's a light here. Well, so what do I do now, Ash? You've given me like shit. Uh, but yeah, and that's the predicament we find ourselves in. And that's where all this anger and frustration from people, I think anyway, is coming. Uh, is, you know, because it's such an e it's almost a cop out for us to say, I'm not racist and I shine a positive light on everyone and you know my best friend is black and my girlfriend's black so don't look at me I'm not the problem but then we're not we're not enough of part of the solution because that's not an answer I want an answer I don't have the answer I don't have the answer I wish I did because if I did we'd all be sorted so I don't have it um yeah. I think I think you are doing the right thing. I think the real thing is if we can, if you have it in you, try and do some more. So if you can protest, do. If you can donate to some causes or educate more people or just influence more people than you do in that way, then you should. If you've got it in you, if you've got the time, the energy and the ability and the empathy to do so, you should do more. I think that's the general message. And if I'm wrong, I'm really sorry because I'm really trying to do the right thing. All right, I, I can move on from that now. Okay, <laughs> I can. <Yeah. laughs> okay. I can sleep and ponder for a little while. Uh, we, you posted because uh, you've been doing some uh, as posts uh, issue. I can't remember. Uh, have you uh, branded it? Have you given it a title? It's just it's just my name. I, uh, I've, yeah, it is, isn't it? 
yeah, I've done brandings my entire life uh, and tried to think of company names and stuff like that for anything that I try to produce. Uh, and at this point in my life, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> so it just goes under my name. It's all me. And that, that's, that's that. It's, uh, it's not meant to be self-serving, but it kind of does that by having it as your name. I saw uh, you, you had a thing about time management. And I haven't had the time to listen to it, so we, <laughs> we 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 could converse about it. What was yeah, that? I, I'm quite sure we've both spoke about what I put in that video. Anyway, the the channel I've done, which is a YouTube channel, it's basically just me sharing some ideas from things that I've read and things I've picked up on on my life. So it's just basically stuff from books on productivity and life management and stuff like that. And I'm just trying to share it to get it to a wider audience. Maybe people don't like to read. Maybe people don't like the idea of a self-help book. So maybe I can make it more digestible. And this one was on something called the time management quadrant. Uh, and I'm sure we've spoke about this before. It's from the oh, seven man. habits of highly effective people. Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm going to get, no, no, I'm going to get to it in a minute. You know, your science and uh, faith. Uh, thing. I'll get to something else in a minute, but um, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, yes. I was putting together our champion development booklet, and I'm putting a new one together. And I put a quadrant in it. <laughs> the last time I put a quadrant in it was I haven't. The last time I've seen that quadrant was probably more than more than a two three years ago like we're talking hundreds if not thousands of days as and you haven't watched my video yet and i haven't watched your video <laughs> and you've turned around and said the following day a quadrant all right we're getting now i've got some i've got better shit than that i've got better shit than that okay right you <laughs> tell everyone about the quadrant <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, go watch the video uh, for the full thing. But to put it simply, it's breaking down how you spend your time. Uh, and it's broken down by two variables, things that are important and things that are not important and things that are urgent and things that are not urgent. So, for example, if you have a heart attack, that is both important and urgent. You need to deal with it now. You cannot ignore it. If you do ignore it, you're probably going to die. Uh, watching TV, if you're going to watch Netflix, it's not important and it's not urgent. So it's like categorized, example, as a time waster. You don't need to do it. You don't have to do it. And if you are doing it, it's just because you're choosing to. And all this thing goes into is all the stuff you do in your life and trying to categorize it into these categories and see how you can make things a bit more efficient and see how you can get more out of your time. That's like the, the shorter version of it. Right, I'm writing that down as so that uh, I don't forget about it. I've For anyone who doesn't know JC, and if you're watching this and getting to know him, JC is a man of notes. Uh, he likes to write stuff down. So if you ever see him and he's looking down at his phone, don't think that he's being rude and texting someone while he's talking to you. He's probably enjoying what you're saying and making a note of it somewhere. So just so if you ever get to meet JC and he uh, looks down at an iPad in silence, that's what he's doing. He's, uh, he's making some notes. I'm glad you've noticed that and put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I, the, the, um, oh, God, that was a brain fart there. <laughs> <laughs> who's, the, who's the virgin guy? I always forget his name. 
Richard Branson. Richard Branson. He he apparently carries a little note by now. It's the wrong wrong way to put it. That's his company. I don't know what else to call him. It's either that or you say, who's the dyslexic guy? Because that's the only other thing I like clearly know him for. I don't think that's going to go down too well either. He always carries a notebook around. I guess this was pre-iPad and iPhone. And he would just pull it out and write down stuff when people said stuff interesting. So I always saw that about you. I thought that was cool. All right, man, we are are probably getting some synchronicity here. This is like proper synchronicity. It's probably science. Uh, So I've got my... (laughs) For those that aren't... uh, Those on the audio version, he has to pull out a notebook. My diary. I have a endless array of notes of notes digitally as well. And what I thought uh, we could do is put together our own personal development guide based okay. upon, I thought we could use it, maybe every every week we could do a, could, a segment. Yeah, could, could you write it down? Could you create a little book? And then what we can do in like 10 weeks time or a few months time, we can sell it to people, can't we? Uh, we we can create a self development guide. What do you reckon? Have you have you got a um, spent notebook or something? I've always got a notebook. There's yeah. Yeah, there's never never not a notebook around. <laughs> so the exact should, same. <laughs> so should we week one put a uh, the quadrant down? Uh, yes. For uh, time management, I think that that's a useful useful tool. A good place to start for sure. What what I'm getting at is I read I think one of the most uh, influential wrong word one of the most educational one of the most productive books I've read is Chimp Management. Uh, the I yeah my brain is proper mush right now. The Chimp Paradox. Uh, Chimp Paradox. That's it. Uh, type yeah whatever management book that one is called. And he talks about in that creating a lifestone uh, principles by which you live by. And that's what I actually wrote down in one of my principles. Uh, and I'd like to put it in our, our uh, personal development book is because I've got a note personal development and I constantly update because I think that's what you have to do. And that's what mm. I like about digital notes. And so, yeah, maybe we can talk about it more at another time. And one of the things that I've got in there is what my uh, dad used to always say, I try and quote it how he quoted it, was, uh, I'm sure there's some biblical version of it as well, is choose to live the way that you want to live without it negatively affecting others. And I suppose that's kind of where I was getting to a little bit with the whole racist uh, conversation that we just had. So that's for me a lifestone. And when I'm faced with a decision or something that I'm choosing to do or act upon, I'm very conscious of what I do a lot of the time. There is a subconscious side to me that just automatically happens. But I'm very conscious. I I, I filter what goes out of my mouth and what comes in my head. Uh, And whenever I get at a difficult situation be it with my kids or uh, confrontation or just a decision in life I find that's one of the filters uh, if, if I do this make sure that it's not negatively affecting others and uh, I choose to do this because it's what I choose to do that would be another thing but uh, making sure that I don't negatively affect others by by choosing to do that 
And that's, that film got stuck on the racist card. Uh, that's, that I didn't know where to, to go with that. So yeah, could I, could I ask you, I'll bring the notes and could you put some personal development and that, you know, it'd be a lifestone for it. It's things that you don't change. It, it's, it's structural things. I think in the book he talks about it. It's structural stone things that you, you don't change that are you. And like yeah. that quadrant, I suppose, is something that I suppose in a hundred years from now would still be relevant. Yeah, the principle doesn't change. You might move around what's in the squares, but the squares are, are permanent. They can't be shifted. So the, the idea of things being important or not important, that is a, that's a finite thing. That's not going to change. But what is important and not important to you will change as your life goes on. And the same thing, when you put things through that filter of yours, that might change over time. If you put the same thing through 10 years later, it might change, but only because you've got more experience or you've got more knowledge or you've got more information. But the basic, this is what these ideas are. This quadrant is just the principle. And if you apply it to yourself and to your life, it can benefit you. It's not like the answer for everything. Uh, neither is the lifestones. Because like you said, sometimes you run into things and you come stuck and even stuff like that, it's not enough to, to get you there. But without stuff like that, we're just swimming. We're just going with the tide. Like you don't know what's going on and this whole this the quadrant is all about it's being very conscious that your time is yours to spend it's up to you where you're going to put your time so you can very easily spend all day on the sofa watch tv there's nothing illegal about it there's nothing wrong with it it's your life your time uh, but is that really what you want and then it's going back to your life stones of what really matters to you and asking yourself the hard questions of you know what's important and how are you spending your time? And does that reflect what you say is important? Mm. Okay, right. To finish with, I want to finish on this one. Uh, yeah. What did I just bring up? It was the book. Lifestone Chimp Paradox. No, I'm finding, I'm backtracking now to the thing that, the quadrant, the quadrant. You, you mentioned quadrant. I haven't mentioned it for years and boom, boom. Very right. We, Daisy and I, we went out for a journey the other day. We went and collected something there and back in the day, but it was a long journey. And Daisy was talking to me, uh, asking me about her name. Well, first of all, she was asking about Cece's name. Uh, I don't know if you've experienced this with kids, but they come out with questions. You probably had it as a kid when you were a kid. Come out with questions. And I've always made a point of always answering the questions. It's a real pet hate when I'm in a supermarket and I hear a parent go, shut up, shut up, shut up. Won't you just shut up? It's like, no. Let the kid ask whatever they want to ask. And if you don't know the answer, go and find the answer for them. Uh, it's, it, or have an answer or give them to someone else that's better educated to, to answer. It, for me, it's very important that sponges and have taken on board this information. Uh, so, yeah, Daisy, and if anyone's ever met Daisy, she likes a chat as well. And she likes to come up with questions and everything else. So she's asking about names. And then she said, oh, you know, where, where did my name come from and uh, what did it mean and everything else. And I related it. It's the time of year when the daisies come up outside. And uh, also we saw a movie at the time. So I'm, I'm starting to, can you see, I'm already creating 
some symmetry here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she, uh, I said, oh, we watched a film, Benjamin Button, and uh, the main car- character, female character, is called Daisy in that. And yeah, we we chose that. And then we spoke a bit about you know boys. Uh, well, no, prior to that, what if she was a boy or Cece's a boy? But we we literally just spoken about her name, Daisy. We're traveling in a car. It was probably an eight hour. It was an eight hour round trip that we did. We're traveling in the car and think of all the variables and then on the radio how many radio stations are there on the radio okay and all of it we weren't sitting at home there was if you're at home there's less variables isn't it so on the radio comes on cover me in daisies the song cover me in daisies so that in itself there you go okay a daisy song i don't know how many daisy songs there are and it was it's sung by Katy Perry, which is one of Daisy's favourite artists. So tell me something <laughs> specific about that. What does your brain say about that? There's some spiritual being, Rick and Morty are real. There, there's someone playing a string behind the veil on that. No way, man. Does it not Being a Rick and Morty fan, you've got to think how Rick would think of what you're saying here. <laughs> does, does this not make you say, hallelujah, I see the light. I see the light. Thank you. No. One and, <laughs> One and zero equal. Explain that, bitch. <laughs> I can see this is uh, very uh, important to you. <laughs> it is. It is. I feel... <laughs> I like it. I like the passion. <laughs> we we all see life the way we want to see it. Not so the variables, man! <laughs> I think that... Let's think how many people were driving around with someone in their car whose name was Daisy that day. All right, all right, yeah, I'll give you that. At the same time, right, maybe listening to the same station, I would be curious to know how many of them picked up on the fact that a song was playing with the name Daisy in it. Uh, And I think that's part of it is... And it's, a, it's like one of the best things about you, to make it clear. Uh, it's that you, you see these things and you pick up on these things in life when a lot of people just don't. So it's not to say, I'm not sitting here saying that, that it's not a special thing uh, or that it's not. No, I don't think it is cuckoo. I think it's really nice that you see these things and you pick up on them and that you, you build these relationships up from one moment to the other, because that made that drive now something really special for you and Daisy, uh, which is, that's, no one's gonna take that away from you, and no amount of science but, is gonna. But I see it as black. <laughs> but that's but what I mean. I only for me, black. I will just be ruined by it, it would be wasted <laughs> on me. Uh, so it's, it's more my loss than anything else uh, in, the, in that sense. So I wouldn't worry too much about my blackness. <laughs> my my one plus one makes two because uh, it's boring. Were <laughs> <laughs> you happy with that? You okay with that? I I have no issue with it whatsoever. Like you said, uh, let live and let live, right? So. <laughs>
<laughs> it's uh, no issue with me at all, dude. Oh, I'm gonna go skip around with the bunnies in the rainbow room while you go off to your back cave in the dark. Do and... it. <laughs> Do it. And apologies, guys, for the audio. As you can hear from now to the beginning, uh, my audio has changed. Just to be clear, we weren't editing out stuff because we said something that we didn't feel we should put in the podcast. Just really inconvenient timing external mic battery died i'm very sorry um normal service will resume next week cool dude peace out see you later guys